It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday. Happy game day. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato, and today we're, uh, we're, we're looking at some more, some more of our boys as we get ready for yet another game day. Uh, with the Kings against Las Vegas and hoping that this time, uh, this time we get a little bit of a better, uh, better outcome than we did in the past game. Uh, and, you know, that has been sort of the, uh, the way it's worked lately with the Kings and uh, the Golden Knights in their previous series. Kings lost bad the first time, won really well the second time. So we're just going to hope that maybe uh, we're going to end March with a win over Vegas. It would feel real good to me personally. So we're going to talk a little bit about that game tonight. And then I sat down the other day with Jay Forster from Locked On Blue Jackets just to kind of get a little chat about what's going on elsewhere in the league, because I don't know about you, but I feel like I barely know sometimes what is going on elsewhere in the league outside of the Pacific. And I mean, I will say I have a little bit of the upper hand Uh, given that I do the Locked on NHL show, uh, which means I have to kind of keep up with what's going on. But every so often something will surprise me, like when I look at the standings and see that the Islanders were on top of their division or something. And you heard a little bit of that the other day in the show when I talked with John Chick from Locked on Rangers about kind of our feelings on how this season has gone. It's been really hard to keep up with knowing What's going on everywhere else when you don't play any team other than the ones in your division? So Jay and I sat down to have a little chat about what's going on with Columbus, what's going on with our team here with the Kings, and how those teams are a little more similar maybe uh, than than you would think. We don't have the John Tortorella problem, but, you know, there there are some similarities in being, you know, not mad, just disappointed. So I'm going to talk with Jay on today's show just for a little bit of, you know, general NHL updating. But first, we do have a game tonight. The Kings take on the Vegas Golden Knights at 7 p.m. We played on Monday, in case you've already forgotten. The Kings lost 4-1 to after Matt Roy scored a nice goal, and then everyone just decided to forget how to play hockey. It's not even like they made Robin Leonard work that hard. Leonard made 24 saves, and really outside of the first period where the Kings were fairly dominant, they had 13 shots to the Golden Knights' 9, uh, they really just got nothing going the rest of the game. Now, to be fair, Kings had 25 shots. Vegas had 24 shots. So it's not like we got massively outshot or anything. Um, It's just that Vegas is, as we have learned from the Kings games with the Sharks, where we just shot on Martin Jones's chest, uh, the Kings maybe aren't getting perhaps the best chances, the best quality chances uh, that they otherwise could be getting And that is coming back to haunt them. Vegas is, of course, making better opportunities out of the chances that they're getting. And it is uh, it's paying off in in the form of wins. The Kings, once again, in that last game, they had the slight edge in terms of possession. High danger chances were basically the same 14 for the Golden Knights, 13 for the Kings. 
Uh, so no big deal there. Even looking at the heat map at even strength, both teams, the majority of their shots actually came from up close at the net. So it's not even like one of those games where the Kings were limited to really being on the perimeter or shooting from the blue line or whatever. No, the Kings and the Golden Knights really both got up in each other's goaltenders grills, which actually like I was planning before I looked at this heat map to kind of be like, hey guys, let's go easy on Jonathan Quick. His team probably wasn't helping him out. And I mean, that is usually the case, but at the same time, Robin Leonard's team was not helping him out either. So, you know, uh, that's a little concerning. So I, you know, am assuming that Cal Peterson is going to play tonight. Uh, that's how the splits have been going. Uh, and I, I'm curious to see the outcome. Uh, and it will be just another feather in the cap or, or whatever. It'll, it'll be a little more ammunition, I think, for everyone who out there online in, in, in the hockey analyst world, whatever, who is very gently trying to say, hey, maybe don't start Jonathan Quick so much. Maybe you need to really transition to Cal Peterson getting most of the starts. That's a topic for a whole other show, but at this point, I don't, I don't know that I would disagree. Granted, again, the goaltender not helped out, A, by his team letting the opposing players get all up close and personal, and B, by the fact that his team only scored one goal for him. If this was like a six to three game or something, you know, where the Kings would have had a chance to win because they scored enough goals and, you know, there was a goalie malfunction, you know, that's one story in itself. But in, in this case, the Kings only got one goal. You can have the best goaltender in the world in net for you. And if you're only going to score one goal, I don't know what to tell you. Like, good luck. Uh, there aren't very many 1-0 shutouts in this league, they happen sometimes. They're thrilling when they do, but it is not exactly uh, the path to success, scoring one goal and then playing defense the rest of the way. So, you know, that's a little concerning. We'll take a little bit of a look at what we can expect from the Kings tonight coming up next on the show. First, though, let's talk about Locker Room. You heard me talk about it at the beginning of the show. If you don't know what Locker Room is, it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NHL, about your favorite hockey teams. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room having watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reactions to big news, all of that great stuff you can find on Locker Room. You, of course, can even find locked-on hosts from the NBA, MLB, and NHL all using Locker Room. I'm not quite on there yet. Uh, my Android phone is not quite up to speed with what Locker Room uh, needs you to have, but I'm really excited to get started as soon as I can, and I will meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you're going to find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Lots of other Locked On hosts are already on there. Uh, including a lot of the national show hosts, uh, our new show, The Crosscheck, uh, with Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire. They're, they've been doing uh, Locked On Rooms. If you want to go taunt our friends, the Ducks, uh, Jason Hernandez has been doing a lot of Locked On Rooms. Uh, so you can go find some places to uh, enjoy yourself on Locker Room. So download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. 
Let's also check in on Built Bar because we have been telling you all about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. And if you are uh, looking to uh, get in on some bracket action, it is March. It is the, the seasonal time for brackets. Well, guess what? Uh, now is your chance to figure out which is the best Built Bar ever. That's right. It is Built Bar Madness. We are down to the wire, folks. We have almost crowned our winner. And big news, huge upset. Cookies and Cream is out. Uh, the first part of the Flavorful Four has been decided, and it is Cookie Dough Chunk going on to the championship. If you go online and vote right now, you can decide who Cookie Dough Chunk is facing off against. Is it going to be mint brownie or is it going to be coconut brownie chunk? That is today's matchup, the last of the flavorful four uh, to be decided before we head to uh, figuring out the best one. I am devastated. I am devastated that Cookies and Cream has gotten knocked out of Built Bar Madness. This is like, I don't follow college basketball, but like insert, like whatever. Did, didn't people just get really mad about Michigan or something? That's how I'm feeling right now about cookies and cream being eliminated from Built Bar Madness. Folks, this is a huge upset. And now you have a chance to make things right and defeat like the enemy of my friend or whatever by going to BuiltBar.com and casting your vote. Get ready because we are going to crown a winner very soon. Go to BuiltBar.com or bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who wins today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Also get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, looking towards tonight's game, uh, no real confirmations from the Kings about who is in, who is out, whatever. Uh, there is a chance, it seems like, reading the writing on the wall, that maybe Matt Luff or Leas Anderson could draw back in. Who they're drawing in for? I have no idea. It's usually Austin Wagner, who is the one who gets rotated out. We've got some possible uh, movement going on with the forward group. Gabe Velarde is still staying down the center, uh, as we know, as Todd McClellan has talked about, as every analyst or Twitter person or whoever has, has mentioned online, is that like, yeah, Gabe Velarde is sort of struggling in his role, he hasn't really gotten the production that I think we all know he is capable of. And his ice time has reflected that as he has gotten kind of less ice time uh, as the season has gone by. You know, at least we are not in a Ducks situation where, you know, young superstar Trevor Zegris keeps either getting healthy scratched or getting like seven minutes a game or whatever. While it is clear that like, McClellan and Velarde have some talking to do to figure things out, to uh, to figure out how they can get Velarde up to this next point in his career, the next developmental stage uh, where 
McClellan is confident rolling him out as the second line center. Like it, it's a work in progress. And this whole team, as we can tell from these lately very lackluster losses, say that five times fast, the whole team is a work in progress. So like, I'm not too head up about Velarde and whether or not he is, you know, looking like Andre Kopitar Jr. at this point, but he is staying down the center. Much like I was talking about recently about how Leas Anderson, uh, in the AHL, how John Robleski is like, you need to work on defense. And what does he do? He throws him out there on the penalty kill. No better way to learn than to just go out there and do it. Uh, you know, this is a team that the, the dream of the playoffs is slowly careening out of control. It's still possible, um, but it's it's less likely than it was a couple weeks ago before we lost these three straight games. So it's a great time to, to you know, hashtag let the kids play like all of Twitter is saying and to let Velarde just work out his problems in real game action. Uh, that, that's, that's how you figure it out. You don't, there's something to be said for learning on the job essentially, and not, you know, it's one thing going up against, you know, Blake Lazat in a practice scrimmage or something. It's something else going up against Ryan O'Reilly, um, who I know isn't on Vegas, but I just totally couldn't think of any Vegas players to save my life. It's what I want to see from him. And I want to see from Todd McClellan is basically McClellan saying, I trust you to figure it out. And I'm going to put you in this situation and I'm just going to let you go and we'll see where we end up. So all of these people who are like, oh, Velarde should be benched, like Velarde should go to Ontario. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, he is in the lineup. He's going to figure it out. And we all just need to chill. I'm not anticipating any changes on defense. Uh, I think that it was what it was. Putting Curtis McDermott back in is not going to make the defense appreciably better than it was in the other game. So I, I would say stick with what we've got uh, and, and go from there. So I, I think that we're going to see mostly the same lineup uh, that we saw the other night. For Vegas, we do know that Alex Petrangelo is back in. So the Kings job has just gotten infinitely harder because of Petrangelo being such a good defenseman. Maybe he'll be a little rusty. Who knows? Maybe we won't have to struggle with this so much. Uh, but this isn't going to be an easy game. And I think that whatever the Kings did in, in that one game where they beat Vegas, where they sort of dominated them for much of the game, uh, whatever they did, they need to do that again. So hopefully they're all just sitting there like thinking about what they did and trying to channel however they felt on that day in order to get back in the win column tonight. And I think a win would do a lot for giving them the confidence to go back into these next games against the Sharks, because for some reason we can't beat the Sharks this year. I'd really like to, you know, get a redo on this, beat Vegas, and then go into these games against San Jose with some confidence and then beat them too. I don't know what to tell you. That's really how it should work. So we will see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm presuming Cal Peterson is going to be in net. And so maybe we'll get a little more confidence around uh, what is happening there uh, and that pucks will get stopped uh, at the end of the day. So game tonight, let's see what happens. Now, like I said at the top of the show, uh, I talked with Jay Forster from Locked on Blue Jackets all about sort of the, the similarities between our teams and, you know, where those similarities end, a.k.a. John Tortorella. There is more coming up, but right now let's talk betonline.ag because betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and us here at the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get updated odds, 
and props in real time on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On when you go to betonline.ag to get that bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You can be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Our expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Follow the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to close the show today with a conversation between me and Jay Forster from Locked on Blue Jackets. You're actually coming in in the middle of the conversation because we spent a lot of time talking about the AHL and a team that none of you guys care about because I also cover the Chicago Wolves who play his Cleveland Monsters a lot. Uh, So I'm just going to cut basically all of that part of the conversation because it's irrelevant to you guys. But we're going to talk about the AHL and the weirdness of the season. And then we're going to talk about the Kings and the Blue Jackets and how both it's like the the, the handshake meme of like Kings, Blue Jackets, handshake meme, like underachieving and sad about it or something. Uh, So that is sort of the the gist of our conversation today. So let's just slide right on into it with me talking about the AHL and uh, what that season is looking like. It's just it's just a really weird situation. And the fact that, I, that the Wolves are actually doing really well despite that and despite losing their best players repeatedly, um, you know, it, 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 it's a little bit of a shame that this season is going to just be, you know, no one even knows if there's going to be a postseason or if there's going to be the Calder Cup awarded. Um, it, it, it's a little a little sad to see for for a team like the Wolves and also out in the West, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights are also the other team that's kind of at the top of the league. Um, these teams who are just really dominating might not actually get a chance to, you know, get anything out of it because the league is sort of like, well, you know, this season happened. Yeah, it feels a little bit like it's a, like just for fun, you know, because if you're not going to mm-hmm. have a trophy at the end of it, you know, what is what is the regular season even for, if not to, I guess, give these players ice time, give them development, which then, you know, most of the guys mm-hmm. that need the most development are not getting because they are stuck on the taxi yeah. squad or playing yeah. seven minutes a night. I'm thinking in particular of uh, a guy like Trevor Zegras, who mm-hmm. uh, JD, the host of Lockdown Ducks, was talking about. He's only He's been up for 18 games and he's been scratched for three of them and then he's been benched for a bunch of like full periods as well and I'm like how is how is that how to treat like maybe your best prospect it's not like this is like the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning out here that's you know cruising to the top of their division and easily gonna get like it's the Ducks like yeah like like what what damage are you gonna do by letting Trevor Zegers have 15 minutes of ice time a night right like Like, (laughs) he, he gets scored on a bunch okay cool you just increased your odds for a good draft pick like, yeah. you know, it, it's the, I feel like the Kings are a little further ahead than that in terms of like, they're not like, they're not trying to lose actively, you know, but so, but yeah, like just, just play them. Just if, if you're not going to accomplish anything this season, other than existing, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, just, just let the poor child play, play the hockey. 
and 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 see what happens and yeah i feel like there's a lot of that in the ahl of guys who would be on a lineup in in either league who are instead in this weird sort of in-between stage of they, they exist they haven't played a game since last march because they've been on the taxi squad the whole time and that has to just suck yeah like i get I get the, I think I've talked about this before. I don't know if it was with you or with um, another host, but about kind of, it must be good to get NHL practice time in, especially for, you know, young goalies. But I don't know that I would want NHL practice if I could be getting, you know, 20 minutes a night in in the AHL. Um, Yeah, there was actually an interview with, uh, that the Wolves did with one of their guys who has been, on that sort of cycle of Wolves taxi squad, a couple NHL games, and then started all over again. And they asked him like, where, what, what would you rather be doing? And he's like, well, really, I want to be playing in the NHL, like, duh. But he's like, if I have to choose, like, yeah, it's great to be up there with the NHL and get to be around all of these really great experienced professionals and whatever. But at the end of the day, I want to be playing games. And if that means I'm back here in the AHL, like, then so be it, because I'd rather be actually contributing and playing than just practicing and then sitting in a hotel room the rest of the time yeah exactly it's I mean I'm I'm frustrated by it so you know god knows god knows how these guys feel um but just to kind of carry on what you were saying about the kings like not actively trying to lose the kings are kind of in the same position as the blue jackets at the minute except the kings are sometimes fun to watch uh is it seems to be the the big difference at the minute um i was really excited last night i was i went to sleep when the kings were up one nothing oh no oh i'm sorry <laughs> thought, oh i'll check the score oh. this morning and was like oh oh, oh what no. happened no that oh you should have just yeah no that game <laughs> i i kind of slept through part of it because i was like well this is this is escalated quickly and uh <laughs> we're just gonna In take the wrong a nap. direction <laughs> a yeah um i mean yeah they, they are fun to watch sometimes i also think that like we are in if you have to look at the scale of you know one to your coach getting fired like we're not uh <laughs> we're, we're on the low end of that i think that you know we, we, we have a slightly different situation in, uh, uh, in, in, in that regard. But yeah, it's sort of the same boat of not quite there yet. The kids aren't quite ready. Things just aren't always working all of the time. You lose games to stupid teams that you shouldn't have lost a game to, uh, aka the, the games we just lost to the Sharks. I know you guys just lost to Detroit a couple times. Like, Do you know who we lost to on Detroit? Do you know who was in goal? Oh no. Calvin Pickard was in goal oh, for both of those oh, games. That's really rude. Calvin really Pickard, rude. who did not have an NHL win since 2019. He was in Europe before the start of this season. And he made like 50 saves this weekend. Of course, I hate it. I hate of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was talking to Nolan, the the host of um Locked on Red Wings about this, and he was like, "Listen, you're like it's Calvin Pickard. You're fine." And then in my head, I was like, "Listen, congratulations to Calvin Pickard on his Vesna winning performance." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, yeah uh, we scored two whole goals. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I had the same conversation with um, Kyle from Locked on Sharks about the Kings and the Sharks games because Kyle was like, listen, it's Martin Jones. He can't stop anything. And uh, guess what? He stopped basically, he, the Kings put like 42 shots on him one night and he stopped almost all of them. Like, great job, Calvin Pickard, Martin Jones, Vesna candidates, thanks to our teams. Yeah, like, like you're welcome for making your team look good, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like if, if we'd lost to like Jonathan Bernier, who is an actually mm-hmm. good goalie, I would be like, yeah, cool. Like it sucks, but Jonathan mm-hmm. Bernier is a good goalie. If you're losing yeah. to like the equivalent of a mannequin in a mattress, <laughs> then maybe kind of reevaluate, reevaluate stuff. Um, I yeah. talked earlier again we talked about this this off the podcast a little bit but i talked yesterday about um this concept of low risk offense that tortorella wants the jackets to play and it makes me want to tear all of my hair off and just walk (laughs) into the ocean never to be seen again (laughs) like you have patrick line on your team like playing low risk offense is the exact opposite of what patrick line exists for Literally, we traded so he would score a bunch of goals. And I think he scored like seven goals for us this season, Um, which in his defense, if we had like more than one and a half centers, (laughs) then then maybe, you know, he'd have a little bit more. And I'm kind of giving him and guys like Bjorkstrand a little bit of a longer leash and like a little bit more um, like leeway, I guess is, is the word I'm looking for, because... Again, our centers right now consist of like Max Domi, who every time he skates into the offensive zone, I'm like, what are you doing? Because he doesn't know. He looks like he doesn't know. He will either skate away from the puck or he will pass the puck like literally through three players to nothing. Um, It drives me crazy. But so he's one of our centers. And then we have like like left wing Nick Foligno, left wing Boone Jenner. Riley Nash, who admittedly very good at what he does, but what Riley Nash does is mostly babysit children and <laughs> play eleven minutes on the fourth line. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's rough, man. That's rough. But yeah, it's like who who is Patrick Laine like supposed to get a puck from? Like, <sighs> depending on the last kind of. <laughs> handful of games either kevin stenland or riley nash yeah those, those um, have been his center those were his centers this weekend i believe yeah cool um, which, again cool. no no disrespect to either of them they're very good uh you know what we have them for but what we have them for is bottom six like grinding basically kevin stenland i think could be a decent a decent center once he's done you know baking but just the fact that we traded for a guy like Patrick Liner who could score 50 goals in a normal season. And we're like, yeah, no, we'll put him with Riley Nash. That seems like the correct, that seems like the correct matchup here. I see no problems with, with that. Like, and then we're like, oh, well, why isn't Liner scoring? Why isn't Bjorkstrand scoring? Like, there's just, there, who could possibly have foreseen this? Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Thanks so much for listening today. As usual, I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Thanks to Jay for chatting with me. As always, it is a pleasure. And uh, I am glad that John Tortorella is not my coach. That's usually my takeaway whenever I talk about the Blue Jackets. Uh, 
that I'm just glad that I don't have to deal with that. Make sure you come back tomorrow all week long because we've got King's news and updates and whatever as we get closer to the trade deadline. There might be more and more stuff that's happening. So uh, keep an ear right here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. Make sure you're following the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. Tell your friends all about it. Come back tomorrow for more Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 